list, so I'm gonna put a shirt on. No, no, I'll oh, get damn, it. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Take so what Adam just off, said, yeah, for yes. anybody that's listening, tuning in early, I'm just gonna... Adam just said he doesn't intend to answer any questions shirtless was what he was saying. <laughs> oh. I don't even know where and shirt Nick is. is like flashing everybody some nips. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to know. Wow. I didn't know it was that Thank kind you. of show, but then again, there is there is some scandalous stuff in this movie, so. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's shots. getting everybody hot and heavy in here. What I was trying to talk about was a made-for-TV <laughs> sequel to Knight Rider, where it was way in the future, right? There was no Knight Corporation. They found, like, some knockoff model of Kit, and then, like, some what guy's girlfriend... Some guy's girlfriend gets no, killed. Like, he was John, total John, are you like a mime or something? You're just like, he's like, I'm, I'm jump, and there it is. Well, now he looks possessed because it went from a still image of him looking down to well, just all of a sudden I'm, his face. I have all these settings, things I got to manage. So let me close some windows and then I'll be normal. All right. Johnny Headroom. Okay. Um, do you guys want me to finish the story about the Knight Rider? Made for TV yeah. movie, or you're not not even interested? <laughs> no, I want to hear it. if you're, uh, you're uh, going to start something, John. You finish it. Well, don't I was leave just, me okay. Hanging. So I don't even remember. I think it's like called like Knight Rider three thousand or something. I don't even remember. But it's way in the future. This girl gets downloaded to this virtual reality disc. She gets murdered, then put into the car, and she's the personality of the car. And then the boyfriend like fights, you know, the criminal boss or whatever, who was the villain in the second. 48 hours, another 48 hours. He was like the cop f- friend from the first one that ended up being the bad guy in the second one. He's like a well-known dude in like action movies. He's always a villain. I, there's no research on this one because I wasn't intending to talk about it. I just got on a tangent. So that's yeah, all. I just I just Googled that Knight Rider, the one I was talking about. Yeah. It was in 2008 and Val Kimmer was the voice of Kit. Oh, that's right. Oh wait, but I that's the new show. That. Wait, is that the show revival show though? The world. That was yeah, a that was, was a TV NBC series, one. right? Yeah, they're trying to re like redo it. Yeah. Oh shit. Then wait, 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 wait. Was, was that the Night Rider that had like five different cars? There was more than one car. I, I just started googling it, and it looks like it's a, a Ford Mustang Shelby. To oh, be honest okay, with you. this is weird. So that's not the first Night Rider remake because they did Night one where Rider they meets... tried to do one with like five uh, cars, Ultra. like Power Ranger style. Yeah. There's like a lot of Night Riders now. I think that was the very last one that they tried. The five where it was like a team of Night Riders. No, the, well, whichever one from 2008, the Val Kilmer one. Yeah. I think that was the very last attempt at Night Rider. So if anyone wants to watch this, you can actually Google it. I just did Night Rider uh, in the 2000s or something, and I can actually watch the episode right now. Well, they have all the seasons up there. That's crazy. I'm not going to watch it. I'll, I'll do the show. I'm just saying. This is very exciting. See how easily it is for movie fans to get off track? <laughs> There's just so many movies out there. I mean, that's so many things ADHD. to talk about. <laughs> all right. It's like the Ghostbusters thing last week. It's great. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. You know what else is out there? There's a German slasher film that has 100% Rotten Tomato rating. It was the debut feature of a filmmaker named Till Kleinert. And he crowdfunded it. He also used non-actors as the leads for the lead and the killer. Michael Dirks and Pitt Bukowski. And did I mention that it had 100% rating on the tomato meter? That's right. It's That's a movie impressive. with the... Yeah, it's super impressive, man. Crowdfunded horror film in Germany. 
100% on the tomato meter with a katana-wielding maniac and a dress that comes out of the woods. He attacks a small village. It's like a village that only has like two police officers. It just so happens the hero of the story being the new kid with the badge. Now, I know police officers aren't everybody's favorite heroes right now, but the dude himself is pretty innocent, and he seems to have taken like the only job available in his village, which happens to be as the second police officer. But, you know, it's like a one-job town, so what are you going to do? But he spends most of his time feeding wild animals, and he doesn't even carry a gun. Which maybe makes the movie even more, like, more frightening, because he doesn't have his gun for, like, more than half the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, um, mm-hmm. like, literally the dude's trying to reason the killer out of a killing spree with some kind words and some suggestions. We're going to do this thing a little bit different. One word first impressions, and I'll shut you down. If it's more than one word... Forget it. It's like a game. It's like you think of one word, first impressions, of Der Samurai. Go ahead, Nick. One word, first impression. Um, hottie, I guess. Did you say hottie? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't do it. Um, maybe. Uh... Sorry, I'm having issues on my end. <laughs> uh, if you give me two words, I can go better. But I yeah, guess hottie, yeah. I guess. I don't, or, or muscles. I can, you know, I'll say uh, strong arm. No, muscles. Yeah. Muscles. Okay. Yeah. Um, Adam said he's having difficulty. So we'll, we'll accept his word difficulty. This is one. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Dave. Uh, uh, you know what? I'll keep it German. I'll say Schadenfreude because I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> you just what's Schadenfreude, well, by the way? Dave, you get no points because you just literally said five, six words. A shout, no, one word. It's one word. That's a German word. Okay, so what's then just say that one word. <laughs> you just, I know, but then you what's went under the sky, which is so like five thousand words. It was a game. It's like literally just say one word. <laughs> you said seven. John, we're we all failed. Game, dude. I know. <laughs> You I shouldn't have asked you spot. guys to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the script. It's not in the notes. <laughs> well, no, yeah. it does say one word first impressions on Der Samurai. Okay, my word is disturbing. Disturbing. And then now cue some theme music. If it wasn't my word. <laughs> Automatically hit a button and it'll go. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Last week, Summer Slash kicked off with the Scream movies, which brought us back all the way to the 90s. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought we did a good job talking about the Screams, you know, to open I up did the too. marathon. I listened to the episode. It was great. Yeah. Um, I did not. But yeah, Nick texted me that he liked it, so that's cool. I listen um, to the show while I do yard work. It's yeah. great. Yeah, and then if you want to take things back to other decades, I I was reading this article and I found this website. Have you guys stumbled across My Decade TV? Oh, no. All right, so this is weird. Like, it has an old TV on there, and it's got, like, dial knobs. Like, you move your mouse, but it changes the knobs on the TV, like old metal knobs, right? It looks like a 1950s television. It's got a remote. It's almost like you're playing a video game, but you're changing the knobs, and then on the side of the screen... You select, do you want 70s, 80s, or 90s? Then it says, do you want commercials, movies, music videos, TV shows, uh, movie trailers? 
And so as you flip through the channels, it randomly displays those things from that decade, right? So I clicked 80s, and I turn and I changed the channel, and DuckTales was on. Then I changed nice. another channel, and it was like an action movie. It was like one of the canon, you know, kung fu movies or whatever that they made. I changed another channel, and it was a pet. It was my pet monster. And then I changed to another channel, and it was like a music video from from MTV 1980s, like like old school MTV. It looks like some of the videos are pulled from YouTube links because you can see the little YouTube you know thing in the bottom of the window. But the concept but, sounds amazing. Yeah, dude. What's like the, some programmer, some guy. What's the name guy, of it again? Uh, my, decade my, my decade TV. My Decade TV. It's fun huh. to play around with. So if you're like a TV and movie fan and you want to see like all, all this old stuff like randomly curated, you literally turn the knobs on the TV based on your settings. Like you choose if you want commercials. You choose if you want the TV show. Like you, you have all these settings. But it was pretty fun. I almost, wa- I almost was going to watch the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was flipping through the channels. I was like, oh, I can't do this, but I really wanted to. Um <laughs> The Shirley Jackson movie about the writer Shirley Jackson who wrote the a horror story back in the day called The Lottery. They um, this movie was going to be in theaters, but obviously we know there's no theaters right now. So Shirley went to Hulu. If you guys have Hulu, freaking Shirley's awesome. Like, what's that actress's name? Elizabeth Moth. She plays a like this is a really twisted movie, but also exciting. So I highly recommend Shirley. I don't think that, it's that, that actress, one. Just say way, like, wow, she's in everything yeah. now. She's really blown up. Well, yeah, she was in like one of the last theatrically released movies. Yeah, right. The, the invisible. It was like the last movie I saw in the actual theater. Actually, wow. Uh, Mine was bad. Yeah, she's a great her. actress, actually. Yeah, she is. I've been following her since Mad Men. Oh, really? Yeah, she's been. She's great. I liked her, and she played like the significant other in um, Get Him to the Greek. She played Jonah Hill's girlfriend in that movie. Oh, I totally forgot about yeah. that. I saw her in that, yeah. and she was in like some crime show, and like. Called like Top of the Falls or something. Oh, Some Top weird... of the Lake. Yeah, it's Top like of the New Lake. New Zealand like, show or yeah, Australian she, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, she's like dealing with cultists or something, and then like uh... she, uh, she does like crazy or like um, like uh, just turning crazy or like disturbed really well. Like each movie, like The Invisible Man, she does that Queen of Earth uh, movie she did. She just knows how to do like ratcheting it up crazy or like mental breakdown is the word I'm looking for. She does mental breakdown really well. Hmm. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I'll have to check out like, Shirley. Uh, Rabisi. Oh, did Giovanni go? Does he read Giovanni... quickly? No, no, no. I'm just saying he does mental breakdown oh. really easily. <laughs> I mean, not easily. Yeah. I don't know his process. <laughs> but I'm just saying he's good at, okay. he's good at, he's good at playing kind of crazy. In oh, real life? Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> no. the, there's but a movie I'm excited for. There's a Vietnam War movie coming out called The Five Bloods by Spike Lee. It's going to be on Netflix in like three or four days. It looks pretty good. I watched the trailer. I don't know if you guys watched that it. That soon? I haven't. No, what's it? What? what the Five it? Bloods. Oh, okay. And it's like there's about... five POWs or whatever, and they're like, they're looking for somebody who's missing. And it's an actual movie, or is it like. That's yeah, a movie. A show. No, okay. Vietnam movie. It's coming oh, out in a couple days on Netflix. Now, this other thing. Like, you could take my, my like, if we, there were certificates or something that you give away to binge watchers, like, you could take mine away because. I didn't even know this movie Samurai Cop even existed. And I'm like, how did this one get by me? Like, it's the 90s. This is definitely something that I would rent on, like, a. I should have rented at the video store. And I've never heard of this. And then, like, the actor, halfway through the movie, gets a haircut. And they're like, oh, we have to reshoot half the movie. So they buy him a wig. So he's in this weird wig for half yeah. the movie. 
And like then he just he like the movie gives puts a, such a bad taste in his mouth. He moves to Colorado and becomes like a carpenter. But he he shares the same name as another carpenter in L.A. So when they say the carpenter in L.A. is dead, they think the actor is dead. So when they go to make part two, they try to recast him, and then his daughter tells him that they're casting part two. He comes back, and they just made part two like <laughs> three or four years ago. But this is like the guy's one and only movie, and. I he's like uh he reminds me of um yeah. God. Who was that he this guy was in all of a sudden in Philadelphia recently, but he was an action star in the nineties. He's not that famous. What is this guy's Lorenzo name? Lorenzo Lamas? No, no, not Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, he's in that category. He's like <laughs> he's like a like. Lorenzo Lamas, oh, but he's not kinda. I mean, not Dave, it's the episode do you guys know the all of a sudden in Philadelphia episode where D's directing a pornography and they bring in an oh, Richard Greco. Greco. Oh, Richard Greco. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. the guy in Mark somebody or whatever who's in the Samurai Cop looks a little bit like him and acts a little bit like him. But I like literally, I saw part of the trailer and like they were talking to a nurse at a morgue because they were and his partner looks like Sam Jackson from Pulp Fiction, but it's not him. It's just another actor. And the nurse is implying that like his unit is too small, and so then the partner walks back into the room to hit on the nurse after after the main character fails to hook up with the nurse. And I'm like, oh man, like like this movie looks hilarious. <laughs> like, that's that's probably the pinnacle of that movie. That's the, be- the I, best. I scene? tried watching it. I never made uh, it through, but that scene does stand out. Oh man, yeah. It, anyway, it looks like something that I definitely would have watched in the '90s, and I'm like, I don't even know how. I, I saw it in the '90s. I just didn't know they did a sequel. I mean, it, it was it was still that so bad it's good movie in the '90s. It's yeah, fun. that's that's where it is. It's got cult status for being like a, a cheesy movie that's shouldn't be good, but yeah. people like it anyway, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I know Dave is fans of the Rift Track guys. That's the original cast from Mystery Science Theater. They did they did yeah. a, they covered it on one of their episodes, and then um, also the guys from Red Letter Media which have like a YouTube channel they covered it they interviewed the star actually they brought him on for a whole interview also but, what you cut out oh red letter media they, they do like a YouTube show they interviewed the star oh. of Samurai Cop I was like wow I was like they're going I all in guys. yeah I like red letter media yeah they're pretty entertaining i think dave didn't you tell me that's what you thought the four of us in a room together would be like like sitting there cracking Probably open some so. beers watching a movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, yeah if we were able to be in the same room together i yeah, could see but, us doing but something folks like that. this is an international show sometimes adam calls us from the moon sometimes i call him from hell you know we're all over the place <laughs> We could do like a record Zoom type of a show, I guess. We, we've done a few yeah. shows in the in our cars before. I know I have. I've oh been yeah, like yeah. Nick's, Nick's my car. zoomed from the car. I did one walking around downtown LA. Oh, the call-in <laughs> yeah. show that was great. Uh, Adam attended this writers' conference one time and called me. I remember one time I had to jump into my bathroom because he called me. and We were recording during the middle of the day, which was too loud at home. I jumped into my bathroom and we just recorded an episode. <laughs> and that's how you do it. That's how you get shit done. Yeah, I didn't know until I heard of the flush. Oh yeah, there you go. That's how I roll. <laughs> Ask me if there's a car jacked up on on freaking cement blocks in my yard. I might say yes. <laughs> um, alien fans still fighting about the eggs in the movies. Uh, Ridley Scott wants to do a whole third prequel just to f- just to end the debate on the eggs. Do you guys remember the original Alien? Like they all oh, came yeah. out of the eggs that were on yeah. the abandoned ship. Yeah. And like then the prequels had well, it's not an abandoned ship. Dude's still here. We genetically engineered them, and people are like, oh no, they're not engineered. They came out of the eggs. They were on the ship. And I'm thinking like, what a waste of a movie budget to go back and shoot a whole film just to explain the consequences <laughs> or the creation of the eggs. 
when the whole shift of the prequels has been about the androids anyway, so I don't know. Yeah, it, well, yeah, and, J- and James Cameron did it fine. Like I don't know. I don't, yeah, we're just going to see the androids laying the eggs. Finally, we're just going to yeah. see that. Oh man! Since I w- <laughs> uh, just give us that yeah. five minutes. Save the hundred million. Just give us yeah. one million budget. We're going to find out that million, Avatar yeah. Two is taking so long because they're they're trying to figure out how to you know make the eggs look right in the computer graphics. Is what the problem is. Well, you can see that his blank, their blank, dead eyes, and and their face going <laughs> like Lamaze method style. Wow. And straining. So what I did there was I was saying that Avatar Two is going to have a link to aliens. They kind of do. The original Avatar has the same kind of marine soldiers. Same universe? Same universe, yeah. Avatar kind of established that they were in the same universe. They kind of have that machine at the end in the Avatar movie that um, that Ripley got in, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost the same machine. In my Skype window, Dave looks annoyed at this entire tangent. (laughs) I I know. I just just fucking hate Avatar, and I hated it from day one. I literally saw it in the theater, the opening opening, uh, showing... That day, everybody stood up and cheered. And I'm like, did we fucking see the same movie? <laughs> I've never liked Avatar. Well, I didn't David, say we were I endorsing Avatar. Avatar. I was just relating Avatar to the <laughs> Alien universe. That's all. I've never seen Avatar. <laughs> you're you're well, fine. I, I boycotted it on, on just because everyone, this is going to be the biggest movie in the whole world. It's going to be the biggest movie. And it set all the records. And I was like, okay, well, I'll watch every other movie then. Oh, <laughs> hey, Adam, I got, a Christmas, I, I got a Christmas present for you, Adam. I got a Christmas like, present watching, for Adam. At the same time, I can't or? give you Avatar, but you know what I can give if, you? You know what? Actually, yes. They're not listening. A- They're not listening. Rank Ferngully and Aliens, and play them on the two different screens at the same time. You're basically watching Avatar. What? Wow. <laughs> I think. Just put them in a blender, and it was will it blend? And yes, it will. And you get it's, Avatar at the end. And, Avatar and, and, and dances with wolves too. As dance. Too. Yes, that's that's very huh. true. Tatanka. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we got off way off on a tangent, so I'll take a little break and I'll, I'll pull I'll pull us back together somehow. Um, I I I can grant you a wish this week, Adam. Adam was asking about a free trial of the Stars the other week. I found one. So if you go to our podcast notes, if you want us to try out Stars to watch all their movies and get the app and watch their hit series and all that stuff, they got a new one. They got this thing called High Tides and Vita. And they got a bunch of movies on there. Like, I don't know, the Mr. Rogers movie. What else is on there? Robocop. No, uh, Robocop. It's a Dragon Ball Super movie <laughs> if anybody's into anime. <laughs> so anyway, grab <laughs> Watch Stars. Grab our link. You can watch Stars free for seven days. Just grab the Watch Stars link of the podcast notes. Bunch of movies on there. The only thing that may beat everybody else, if they could figure out how to provide it to people, is HBO Max. Like, uh, I tried to add it to my Hulu, and it doesn't have the catalog. It doesn't have the library. It has, like, half the movies, maybe half the movies. None of this, none of the shows. None of the DC Universe stuff. None of the Cartoon Network stuff. Um, anyway, uh, I went online and, and added it to my Xfinity account, and uh-huh. I got to see everything. All the Nightmares are on there. All the Aliens nice. are on there. There's And there's a ton of old, older stuff from, like, Turner Classic Movies and... Look, stuff I never heard of, but I, you know, oh, I started neat. building a playlist. I got a, my playlist is like up to over a hundred, but uh, Dave had a There's solution. Like a, what was you? What did you end up ahead. doing? What's that? What did you end up doing, Dave? Well, so of course it's you can't get it on a Roku, but I have a PlayStation Four, so I started doing it through that. Um, but I have one PlayStation Four, so it got annoying. Um, 
So I ended up buying a Chromecast to see if that works, and that works fine. Actually, it turned out oh, to the be Chrome, worth it. the Chromecast works? Okay, cool. Yeah, the Chromecast works for it. Actually, it turned out to be better because when I played it through my PlayStation, it didn't even give me surround sound. I know, first world problems, but... Oh, no. <laughs> but no, the first Chromecast world? works oh, great goodness, for it. Oh, my goodness, I feel um, for you. <laughs> it was driving me nuts that I couldn't figure out how to access the HBO Max library, but I just think they're gonna they're gonna end up kicking everybody's ass any any day now. Well, I mean, I they have a great catalog. I mean, they've even got like Criterion shit for film nerd, you know, for like uh, foreign film nerds and shit. Uh, they've got tons of Looney Tunes. They on got there. Studio Ghibli. Yeah, all the Studio Ghibli do. anime stuff. So if you're a fan, how much is it a month? Fourteen bucks. Uh, yeah, it's the same price as HBO Go or HBO Now, so it's like if you already had that subscription, you're not paying anything more. You're just going right so, over. Yeah, okay. just move over to Max yeah. instead of going. You're not going anywhere. You're just maxing out. <laughs> it, it's it's worth it. They just need to get their shit together So you know, because they're cutting their fucking foot off by not getting all these subscriptions they could. Wow. wow. Um, what do you guys think of Ryan Gosling as the new Wolfman? Nick, what do you think about that? I, I think he would be good. I actually think he can. I think he can nail it down. I, I I think he has that kind of like. He always play. I he always plays like kind of the shy guy or kind of like the quiet guy, and he's he's always like there's something behind him, and he's got he's a wolf man at night. So fuck yeah, I think he'd do great. You're saying he already feels like a wolf man. He like, kind of does. Like Helen yeah. Helen Ryan Gosling. Give him a, give him a little bit of facial hair. Yeah, yeah. he's got it down. He's he'll be good. Adam, what do you think? <laughs> You know, Ryan Gosling is the kind of actor where you look at it, you could just project whatever you want onto him, and he has—he's uh, got a neat shape to him. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's been anyone that quite looks like him or, or performs like him. He's fun to watch. Uh, you know, I personally do not really like werewolf movies that much, or the werewolf thing. I—I never really liked werewolves. I like other things. I mean, vampires are more interesting to me than werewolves. So I don't know if they bring something new to it. I hope they're telling a different story or something unique or have some kind of tw- a spin or twist on it. But uh, the formula of, oh, we just found a dead body and it's somebody that's transforming and then we hunt them and then we, you know, you have the transformation sequence, yeah. that formula. You know what, Adam? Is- I'll tell you, I take a little bit of offense to that because I'm about 124th werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, is that what Twenty Three and Me told you? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, did you guys planned that before, you son of a bitches. <laughs> uh, speaking of Twenty Three and Me, we are sponsored by. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See if you are genetic. That'd have been a perfect plug, though, if we actually did have that link. <laughs> that'd have been great. Yeah, that'd be amazing. You're part werewolf. Yeah, Dave. You what do you? What are your thoughts on Gosling as the Wolfman? Um, I, I, I mean, I think Gosling is a great actor. Um, the only problem I had that I might be concerned with is, uh, for the Wolfman, you have to be sympathetic and I don't know. I haven't seen him. Ah, no, I take that back. No, I'm sold. I, I'm thinking now I've seen a movies where you kind oh, of feel yeah, for the guy. I was going to say sympathetic uh, you, Ryan Gosling. Lars and the real girl. Just Lars and the real girl. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh my God. Yeah. No, I was going to say in the nice guys where he plays the private detective who's trying to raise his daughter. And oh, he, that he should, yeah. works with Russell Crowe to yeah. solve that crime of like who killed the porn star or whatever it is. Although, it's a, it's a family movie, a real, folks. Yeah, that nice guy. Although I'm going to take a quick moment and stick up for the 2010 version of the Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. I actually 
thought that wasn't too bad. Um, oh, somebody has, dogged us out for... Uh, it, but I mean, I think ultimately it was all right. I already made a Ryan Gosling post on our social and someone dogged us out on Twitter by saying like, oh, but they tried to do that in 2000 whatever. And then they posted the trailer, you know, from YouTube for that one. But the, I don't think the, the Del Toro one was that bad. I thought it was kind of cool. I didn't, think so. I didn't either. It had, it had some great moments. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the trailer. Uh, enough not to go see it. <laughs> enough not to go see it? <laughs> I'm just Adam, not in the man movie. Oh, man. Oh, God. Benicio Del Toro is fantastic. You know what werewolf movie I think you'll like? Well, everybody likes American Werewolf in uh, London. Uh, that's like a pinnacle like one. But I think yeah. I think you'll like this movie called Hal. H-O-W-L on Amazon. Hal. And I okay. think it's on Shudder, too, but Hal. Can, can I... Can I bring up one more movie? Bad Moon is another really oh, good Oh, Bad Moon's movie. pretty good, too. Is that the one where he fights the stepdad werewolf? Uh, yeah. And yeah. The werewolf actually looks incredible. Yeah, they do, really they do cool. practical makeup. It's good. Practical makeup. Yeah. It's a good one, too. I think um, it's on Shudder. I might have to check that out. I've heard yeah, Bad things. Moon is. I think I put it in our playlist. Yeah. And, and the dog actor is really great in it. Like, there's this German Shepherd. He, he's badass. Yeah. Nice. Um... Where am I going now? Oh, did you guys at all? Did any of you watch the Nightmare Two documentary? I haven't yet. I, I did. I, I can't oh, wait. Right. Is that oh, the one did. on Shutter? Yeah, Shutter yeah. has it now. They made it exclusive. Uh, but it was, was previously released somewhere else. Wait, a what? You were? You were disappointed. I, I mean, it, it was fine. I think it would have been better as a like a forty-five minute profile instead of a full hour and a half documentary. Um, I just think it kind of was spread too thin. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. I mean, there'll probably be others who really like it, but it's not bad. It's not great. It's just kind of like it could have been a lot. It didn't need to be an hour and a half or hour hmm. 40, whatever. Hmm. Would have been a great featurette on like one of the a, Nightmare and A DVD or something. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's how we got to this Nightmare 2 Scream Queen documentary in the first place was um, they opened the can of worms back on the – the three-hour-long Nightmare series documentary, like um, Which Nightmare, Nightmare Never Sleeps, it's I think, great. or something like that, or Never Sleeps. Uh, never Sleep Again. Yeah. yeah, Never Sleep Again. That That's like, yeah, as far as a filmmaking documentary goes, that one's pretty pretty much complete. But that kind of it's opened like the It's like seven hours long. It's yeah. like an hour per movie, basically. It's so good. But it's yeah, it's really good. It's like every story you ever wanted to hear about the Nightmare movies. Yeah. And did the same people who did that do the Friday 13th one, I think? Uh, yes, they did. Because it feels very much seen, the same. It's oh, very much the that. same document. It's the same guys, yeah. Um, they did. They've done a few series. Um, I can't remember what other ones they've done, but there was like in the early night, early two thousands, there was like tons of five, six hour long documentaries on your favorite film series. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah, they're, um, they're they're good. The only other thing I was going to bring up was Labyrinth Two, but if any of our listeners are chomping at the bit for us to talk about Der Samurai, I'll just move on. I think our Shutter promo still works, so if anybody wants to try out. Shutter's horror movie library and their app or whatever, you can sign up with the promo code binge watchers. Adam will remind you that you have to wait for the payment window to show up to type in the promo code and then you get horror movies for like thirty days for free. Right, Adam? When you are signing up to shutter.com, you <laughs> enter in binge watchers into the field payment options page. Yeah. And uh then you'll get a month free. It's amazing. Yeah. Apparently the screens aren't that friendly to users as we're discovering. So, it's been the only complaint I mean, you, is how you, do I use your promo yeah. code and where do I sign up? We were just told you go to their website and you use it. You type in the code and that's it. Um, 
Yeah, you want it like more close to up front, but it seems like you're signing up. You have to sign up for the service before you get to the final pay page. But it's on the pay page where you enter in the code. So you <laughs> sign up through the regular link that only gives you seven days or whatever. And on, on, at the last minute, the last second before you hit pay now, I'm agreeing to pay for this or whatever. Then you get the free month, and then you mark your calendar if you don't want to have it for longer than a month, or you keep the service because it's really cool. Up to you. I see a lot of happy people in the Shutter Facebook group. Uh, I do too. Yeah, tons. Other than that, I've seen so many good movies on there. <laughs> uh, but tonight's movie is not one of them. It's not on Shutter. You can watch it on Amazon. I think that's where Dave sent us all to find Am- it. Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on. Yeah. I, I like. I'd seen that it was on YouTube, but then Dave's like, "No, I'll just go to Prime. Everybody's priming." So we just went over there to Dear Samurai. Hey, okay. before we move on to Der Samurai, yeah. uh, do we have we talked about Labyrinth two yet, or are we saving that to? Holy shit! <laughs> like two minutes ago, I said the only thing we didn't get to talk about was Labyrinth two, but we're gonna move on because we're gonna get to our main discussion. Oh, I really <laughs> wanted to talk about that. Holy shit! No, oh. <laughs> Robert Pattinson, but it's gonna be Justin Bieber next. Oh God! Don't, don't wait. Oh, don't. those are your no. picks for the lot, the Goblin King. What? It's going to be Robert Pattinson. Okay, Adam's holding us to the notes. So we were going to talk about the casting for Labyrinth 2. They're on the search for the Goblin King right now. So And and that apparently Adam's picks are Justin Bieber and freaking Robert Patterson, who's playing the new Batman. Uh, I, I say Jermaine Clement because he's already spoofed him on Flight of the Concords, and I think he could pull it off. Just give it to him. And he does what we do in the show. Because oh, he, so he did a Bowie parody? Well, just because I just I just want to see David Bowie like get somebody as close to that as you can. Well, just go get Ann and Lambert then. I'm uh, sure. Why not? Just get somebody like Bowie. <laughs> CGI <laughs> Bowie. I don't know. Oh the man, did he sign me. one of those contracts no, to come Gosling. back to life as a hologram? Sorry, Ryan cause... Gosling. Okay, I'm changing it to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan well, I mean, Gosling it is. they're bringing back James Dean. They just put James Dean. Do you guys oh, know this God. about the hol- yeah, you know about the hologram that. contracts, right? Like wow. half the known musicians from the 20th century signed these contracts to come back as holograms. So maybe they have that for movies. Like James Dean family just sold the rights to his likeness. Did they really? Yeah, that so they so can CGI James stupid. Dean into a new uh, movie. What, Dave? <laughs> I think that is just the stupidest uh, fucking thing because it's all it is is his image. It's not a real actor. I mean, there. Yeah. let me excuse me. There is going to be a real actor giving the performance, but it's not James Dean. Like, I, I don't get the idea of retrofitting an original actor for a new movie that's not iconic. Yeah, it's going to be like mocap. Because it's not the actor, it's not the choices James they would make. It's like putting Marlon Brando's hologram, but it's not going to make the same decisions Mar- Marlon Brando would. So what's the fucking the, point? I don't the know. They might program the algorithm yet. to make the same choices. Who knows? Well, it's just like a 3D animated movie. Uh, you've got the animator that creates the character, and then you've got the voice actor. So the voice actor still gets credit for being the other person, but you get to see the other person. You know? That's fine, but if they're not using a – I mean, unless it's a part of the story. I mean, I don't – like when they did that with Star Wars, okay, I get that because you took a character who played that and did that. But we're talking about placing James Dean in a movie that it isn't a sequel to Rebel Without a Cause or East of Eden. It's a brand new movie with him, so – Again, it's all you're doing is putting an image. It's not really James Dean, so what's the point? I just don't get that. I don't think James Dean is even a star anymore, so it'd be it's so weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you are so right. He is definitely not a star. Anymore. Is that a draw? Anyone... 
I don't think anyone in the twenties or thirties really, or like twenties or thirties, really knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're saying somebody who's twenty or thirty years old doesn't know an actor from the nineteen twenties and thirties. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think they give a crap about those people anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think they know. Guy. Well, the whole thing is, is like eventually. I mean, ah, it, we're gonna. I mean, eventually, machine entertainment's gonna take over, and we're gonna be creating stories based on patterns. Anyway, you know what I mean? That yeah. maybe you're creating from your own. I don't know, cerebral cortex or something in your brain where you're just generating stories. Uh, it kind of undo everything. It would undo acting. It would undo directing. There, you know, I don't know. We're gonna just do things for nostalgia's sake, you know, like just like because we want to. But I want I want Sean Connery to be James Bond again. Then f it, let's do this. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Man, and he uh, could still voice him. He yep. could voice his younger self. There Save you go. If we're, if we're going down this route, let's do All it. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Sean Connery will come back later tonight, folks. I won't tell you how or why, but yes. we brought back up later in another segment. Dave knows we're not going to say it yet, are we, Dave? We're going to say we're going to say it later during the "What are you guys watching right now?" thing. It'll come back later. Okay. Oh. No. Um, somehow we have to get to Summer Slash. We have to talk about the slasher film that we had to watch this week. Like we somehow we got the have pleasure to... of watching. I'll say. Oh yeah, Dave's way into it. Um. Okay. Uh, by its crudest definition, Der Samurai is a slasher film. A slasher film is a subgenre of horror films involving a killer murdering a group of people, usually by the use of bladed tools. Which Dave wasn't convinced at the beginning of the movie that it was going to get to slasherific proportions. Um, uh, this is a weird time to be covering slasher films. I'm just going to say it. Like this is our second summer slash marathon. Last year, com- it was comparatively more peaceful. I'm not going to say that the world was peaceful, but it was like a little more chilled out. And, it's a hell of a lot better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> horror movies are like generally an escape, right? That you can embrace your darker <laughs> desires is in the human ego, and it sheds lights on some major issues in the world with archetypes and monsters. Monsters represent the problems that real people are going through in real life, but literally, like a lot of dark stuff is happening in real life. So you know, it's like, oh, we should maybe stop and have like a fluffy bunny and marshmallow pillow marathon. And then, <laughs> but I was like, oh, but the hero in this movie starts out kind of fluffy. And then gets darker as it progresses, and then so we should discuss like this movie's elements. Like, um, one of the things I personally thought was cool was the killer mailed their murder weapon to the hero and had the hero deliver it to him I, at that I, guy's yeah. house. So he'd be complicit. Uh well, I think he marked the ple- He marked the dude. Uh, the dude's name is Jacoby. So um, that's not the killer's name, but that's the the hero's name. So little young Jacob. Because that's what Jacoby means. But anyway, so young Jacob here, he's sitting at work, and their package shows up, and it says, you know, to the lonely wolf, and then has a delivery number. And then I don't remember if he called, if the killer calls the station first and says, do you have my package? Or if they the, call. The killer no, I think the killer calls. calls they called him. So they discuss the package, and then he, the you know, Jacob delivers it to him at an address he gives him. And then we're like in the, at this house in the middle of the woods. And dude, as soon as the dude opens the door, you know something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like the movie's setting you up to be a slasher film the whole time. Like, from the atmosphere, from the get-go, from, like, the killer calling the hero. Like, this cat and mouse thing, like, initiated, like, right away. Then you're in a dilapidated house. He's sitting on the edge of the bed there. Things are definitely going wrong. The package itself, like, obviously, like, the movie gives itself away in the fact that you know you're watching a movie about a samurai sword-wielding killer because that's the name of the movie, right? And he's all over the poster. So you know what's in that package that's being delivered. I don't know if the filmmaker intends for you to know what's in that package being delivered, but if you're an avid 
audience person, you're going to know. I thought it was just posters or something. Long Wildlife conservation, feeding the wolves. So then, here's a wolf. Here's a wolf poster. Did we? Did they already establish that the police officer doesn't carry his gun when he when he's delivering the sword, and then the guy takes the sword out? Do we? I mean, we know he doesn't have a gun because it shows his belt being gunless, right? Then he's got to negotiate yeah. negotiate I how to get out of the house. Lost it. The guy has a samurai sword, and then he's got to negotiate his way like back down the stairs out of this house, and then they're the woods, and the woods are so dark, and then the guy's like toying with him in the woods. Then he's trying to run back to the village, right? Get back to his car, get back to the village. Um, the encounter at the little fairy dam thing or whatever that lifted up off the river was pretty intense. Like, that was really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, this, like, it, it was so ratchet. The tension was so high by that point. I was like, oh man, like, young Jacob, he's going to lose a hand or something. This dude's going to chop him up. Well, uh, that's, where, that's where the movie kind of turned for me in a good way. Um, up until then, the reason why I told you it didn't feel like a slasher is because the f- for at the beginning is because the first the beginning felt so natural to me. It felt like it was, it it definitely went for the disturbing, but it just I didn't get the slasher feel to it. And then I think this is where it kind of kicked in the hyperdrive. So to changes say. its tone for sure. Yeah. Well, this is this is the one part where he did have a gun, or rather the shotgun from his car, uh, from his, and then that fucking got knocked out into the river. So now he's really fucked. But. Uh, that was but, the thing I thought was cool. Is like you had a killer and a go- and a cop that really couldn't do anything because you can't do anything within six feet of him, otherwise he's going to get slashed. Well, also the experience level is different. Like the psychopath is clearly already unhinged, right? He's already ra- he, like the killer is already cranked to eleven when the movie starts, and the hero has to catch up to like get to his level. So the hero is always in danger. This little guy Jacob is always in trouble. You're all you're worried about him through the whole movie because you don't know if he's ever going to get to the. In my opinion, you don't think you don't know if he's ever going to get to the der samurai level, you know. Um, and and the killer is way too into him. He's like obsessing over this 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 dude. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the oh, object yeah. of he wants to kill him. He wants to fuck him. Like it's the object of his desire. Like he this is as twisted as it gets. Like he's having fantasies that they're going to the prom together or whatever. You know you know what I mean? Like <laughs> to a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Like so you got to think like this killer has been scoping out this dude probably for like a month, right? Because, I mean, we're going to find out that Jacob hasn't been feeding wild animals. He's been feeding this guy. This guy's been coming and taking the meat that was left for this wolf that supposedly is running around the woods, right? There's no animal control, so Jacob's got to catch this animal. And then we we're going to find out later the whole time this guy's been eating the the rotten meat in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving it open. Anybody can jump in. I'm not really directing the conversation. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I'm just well, like thinking I mean, just about this. Yeah. yeah, you sound I mean, so excited about it. I just want to listen. To me, well, the movie's great. Uh, I mean, um, the the main performance from Der Samurai himself is like one for the books. Uh, he looks like <laughs> mini or young uh, Klaus Kinski for anybody who knows who the hell that is. Yes. Yeah, but Dave, That's I, I what like. I was trying to capture. I was trying oh. to think who this. Yes, nailed it. Yeah, Klaus Kinski was a German actor that worked in, with Warner Herzog, and he's like. One of notably like one of the most insane method actors of all time to the fact where notorious Warner Herzog was directing yep. Klaus Kinski with a gun to get him to cooperate <laughs> to get him to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone anyone who's ever worked with him I heard had a hard, has had a hard time yeah yeah for sure 
So so yeah, this guy Pitt um, Bukowski is is yeah, he's kind of like a Klaus Kinski. But I mean, first of all, when you put the words German slasher and film together, you know you're in for a wild ride. Yeah, just, yeah, just it's based not on a huge stereotypes. Genre, actually, what's that? <laughs> I said it's not a huge genre, or like you know, Germans have some slashers, but they're not exactly renowned for them. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, kinky sex stuff we could have predicted though, but I, for, I didn't think it was going to be included in this movie. But it, I was, I went in fresh, guys. I didn't, I didn't research this before I watched it, and I just said, Here, I, this I, is on I our list. I didn't either. Go. So, you know, it, if, if you want to blame me for the erect penis, go ahead. But, but I, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. You're at fault. Anyway, <laughs> just, so the, the just guy the is, imagery of this movie too, yeah. like the dress, the hair, like. Covering the face, I, it was very, very creepy. It was very well shot. Like they really, yeah. uh, they really thought out this. In a, like it, it does something that I think a lot of movies don't do anymore, which is like they would have changes in tone of the lighting and not natural per se. Yeah. Like you know, like I kept looking. Like, is there a fire going on? No, they just did stylistic lighting at some point. Like, and right, I don't think yeah. movies take that take that time anymore to like conceive or you know actually make shot lists and conceive of their lighting. Well, no. well, he used a lot of real locations, so he was lighting with what he had. Like the st- he uses the street lights, he uses right. the motorcycle lights, he uses a campfire at one point. So lots of practicals. Oh, yeah. yeah, everything's pretty much practical. I love the dance sequence. My goodness! Oh, the was fantasy. That <laughs> oh yeah. no! Wait, do you mean by the campfire where he's trying to yeah. trick the killer to drop the sword? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trying to seduce the killer after the killer tr- to try to fuck with his mind. He fucked him. Tried to fuck him right back. Mentally, folks. Tried to fuck him mentally. Okay. This is a mind fuck. Yeah. It's a total mind fuck. And then, like, the older police officer thinks that maybe the young guy is the killer himself, right? He's double checking earlier on in the movie to make sure he's not the one running around with the sword, you know? Yeah. Or- and uh, they, sh- they show you kind of early on. I don't know if this is the first instance, but the first instance that I noticed that the filmmaker showed us that he was messing with us hmm. uh, is when he gets the ride from the girl. And then at the end of the ride, he's he goes in to kiss her, and then it's back to reality, and it's just the back of his head looking at the window saying he's got to go. And that's the first time I realized they're be messing with us in this movie. You know, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of yeah. foreshadowing to some of the other things. It was that good happened, that they like. set that up though, because the main character hallucinates later on a couple of times. Plus, we have the fantasy sequence of the, what the killer thinks that their first date would look like at the nightclub. And that's what allows that's the great, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then that's that gives the cop the time to hook him up to the like cuff him to the fence and then try to like, you know. There's a couple close calls. Like the, Jacob's kind, he's super lucky that like he gets to reset himself and get a second chance to take the killer out because, the, I mean, it's obviously a movie, so it's it's plot. But there's some really close calls that like, I mean, I don't know, maybe he, like. I was glad they didn't kill the grandma, but I expected them to actually kill the grandma. You know what I mean? When the killer goes to his house and is like messing with their board mm-hmm. game and breaking the model houses, and I thought he was going to just kill the grandmother just for the what for, but well, then they it's make like you feel like he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, well, I was worried for half a minute that this was going to turn into a Fight Club ending because the grandmother was terrified of her grandson, and there was a couple other moments I'm like. Oh, please don't tell me that the killer is actually him or something like that. I I kept thinking that. But here's the thing, Dave, though. It might that might actually still be true. Like Uh, the end of the movie, he's the wolf and he's wielding the samurai sword. I mean, there's I I mean, that's open for interpretation. I I could buy that interpretation, but I don't know. I I'm willing to 
to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really know, but I mean, the head rolling stuff was cool. Um, yeah, some good beheadings, which I haven't seen. For yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, there was like know. this poetic moment where the killer was talking about why he kills. He likes to kill people because he can see their souls get released. And then I don't know if you noticed this when he finally takes out the Der Sam. Oh, spoiler alert, folks! It's Summer Slash. We're gonna tell you every fucking thing, every detail oh, about no. this fucking movie. <laughs> Johnny Spoiler. Here, here it comes. <laughs> okay. When he chops the killer's head off, his soul comes out oh, of his blood God. as the blood is squirting everywhere. I don't know if you saw like the sparkle fireworks that came out of his blood geyser you know when he was dying i noticed a little <laughs> you guys are so mellow <laughs> talking about this movie <laughs> what what was the budget on this movie i have no idea uh, it's pretty crowdfunded i know that that okay yeah crowdfunded movies don't get a lot of money so yeah so i mean what they Plus, did this is his sure first feature this is budget. like this is like some guy in Germany is a film fan and he's like, I want to make a slasher movie. What do I got? And then he crowdfunds yeah. and makes a movie with two of his buddies and bam, and 100% on Rotten Tomato. And I'm sure whatever they did, I mean, with whatever budget, I'm sure it was low. So touche to them. Like, good good for you guys. Hmm. Well, it was also, I mean, if it, if it was a small town that, like, lent you their resources, I mean, I don't know how Germany works, but, I mean, it's it, it was all around one town, but I bet you, I bet you they, could, they did it pretty cheaply. I love the tone of the town in this movie, too. Well, it's supposed to be just like a little German village, which would be like a hamlet just set in the countryside, you know, probably pre-World War II, like very isolated, not touched by time. I don't even know if this guy, the wolf or whatever, like, I don't even know if he's really an outsider or if he's been in the town his entire life and has just been living in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's clearly bent a little bit, but he could have been taken care of. I guess I'm just fantasizing about where the killer comes from, but I'd imagine... He lives in the area, has probably been in the wild his whole life, right? It's like, uh, mm-hmm. was that Friday the 13th Part 2 where Jason was just hanging out in the woods, was a regular dude, and he puts the bag on his head? Like, he's just like yeah, a, was number two. a full-grown yeah, mutant living yeah. in the woods. It's kind of like that. I, I love when we find out that he's the one that's been eating all the raw meat that the police officer put up for the wolf that was supposed to be on the loose. I do too. You're like, yeah, that was an incredible shit. moment. Like, you're like, oh man, like this guy is, he's full animal, man. He's full. Just like living the dream. <laughs> like, well, they said you summoned me. And I think something about this might be based on some old folk tale where no. you feed a, a wolf a while. And it's so wild that it might manifest some mm. demonic version, human ish. That comes and, and wreaks havoc until you, because you, it's like letting a, a vampire in your house. Hmm. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's like the same as like feeding a wolf in the wild, like with ill-gotten gains. Like you, you've drawn it to you, you've drawn trouble to you, hmm. you've invited trouble to you by, you know, having it in your circle and inviting it into your circle. So that's I kind of thought that it was more that he was summoned from another place and it was a, some kind of old Germanic curse. I can, I see that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty interesting. They said there was like fairy tale overtones to the whole thing. Anyway, um, but it's pretty wonder- hellish. Pretty hellish towards the end there. Um, oh, yeah. The erection is just about like power or like there's these high adrenaline moments where they talk about Excitement. this in life, where you just you get excited. <laughs> and that dude was like, he's like, this is it. This is my moment. I'm 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 gorged out. I just I just drank blood and ate all this. Whatever that meat was, chicken meat, livers, I don't know. Right. Bring it on. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was jacked. He was jacked to 100. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, 
well, it was wild. It was a wild ending. It's a wild movie. I was disturbed, so that's why I labeled it disturbing. I thought that's I thought I didn't think it's accurate. But speaking about going to hell, because one of my buddies watched this movie, I think we need to bring it up. And Dave, plug your ears, or or we won't tell you the full story. We'll just tell you a little <laughs> bit about it. Like uh, Adam recently watched Highway to Hell. The hero in the movie we were talking about was a cop. And if you're mad at cops right now, well, guess what? One of the cops loses their head in this movie. So one way or the other, you're going to be satisfied. The cop's a hero, and then cops also die. So then moving on, there's another cop, and all he does is police hell. And highway to hell, it's hell cop. He comes out, takes you to hell if you're bad. Um, Adam just saw it, like, the other day. Wow. Highway to hell with Chad Lowe and his girlfriend, who gets taken down there to be the princess of hell. Christy Swanson. Yeah, before I got a good look at him, I thought it was Rob Lowe's first uh, like stage name or whatever. Oh, and then yeah, I realized it brother. must have been like just his brother. Yeah, all the Stillers really are similar. E- you know, but um, Ben Stiller's brother's in the movie too. Like the only time ben, you ever see Ben Stiller's brother is that Ben Stiller's brother? I think that's Ben Stiller. No, I'm it's sure the, that's Ben Stiller's the, brother. They're all in it. There's just the, his sister's in it. He's in it. His brother's in it. They're all in it. They're all included. Oh, I, thought, I think even the dad's in it. His dad's in it. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry Stiller's in it. He's in the. I don't. I don't know about the brother. I know the sister's in there. He's he, uh, Ben Stiller also plays Attila the Hun in it. In it. Oh, that's which funny. Is interesting. But uh, the whole movie is. Um, I wish there was more there. I mean, I feel like I could cut that movie down and be um, more exciting, and I understand the characters' like motivations more. Um. But there's a lot of fun imagery in the film, and I uh, got a kick out of that. I like the idea that, you know, Hell Cop is a freaking, he looks like Freddy Krueger, kind of. Like, except there are words carved into his face instead yeah. of burns. Like, he's been, mm-hmm. like, brand. And, uh, Do you think Dave's going to like this movie? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On a 1 to 10 scale... I would probably give it a five. So, oh, wow. yeah, that's lower I did, than I would I give it. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, there was just like these large. There's a lot of fun that happens in the movie, but you kind of have to wait for it. In my opinion, there's a lot of fun that happens really quick towards the end uh, when they're going to the city and stuff like that. Aren't but, his handcuffs actual hands? Yeah, that was yeah. a yeah. really cool touch. Like their their hands that holds uh, the people together, and I think the girl gets away in time by spraying, putting her, pouring her hot coffee on the hand. Hmm. Jerry Stiller gets sent somewhere. We're not really sure where Hellcop kills. He kills people and he sends them somewhere. We're not really sure where those people go. Maybe a lower level of hell. No, I think the, a, I think if you shoot somebody in the afterlife, they're gone. I think they get erased in this movie. Like you just you cease to exist. Like, it's like your oh, last chance. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay, I think well, so. Well, they don't really well, establish that, the stakes very well on the magic, I guess. Well, the, if, on upon a second viewing, you might be able to determine that, because I think something along those lines are mm. said, but it, I just couldn't interpret it at the t- time, and I just didn't want to pause the movie. I had to keep going. And then there's so, a race uh, in hell. Oh, yeah. And there's anyway. people to be rescued, and there's someone that's gone astray that should be coming back home. Hmm. Um, Let's, oh, leave, let's also, leave Dave a little bit on the bone. Let's not tell him everything on this one. There's a there's high stakes. Yeah. Uh, the devil doesn't play fair, but you know if you don't know it, then he can't cheat. So I'm being vague just for Dave's sake. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will have to watch it at some point. What Dang, is that dog? We'll, just, we'll, we'll make it homework for one of these episodes then. Well, he's he's like, I'll watch it. it I'll, wa- I'll watch it at some point. Damn. Sticks beer is in it. You're, you're like Dave's pretty. becoming the hardest critic on the show. I think Dave's being. I think Dave's so. The, I think so Dave's too. Becoming he's really the tough, tough cookie. It's because hey, yeah, he doesn't Dave, like Annie. It's because our, he despises. Hey, I loved you. our episode to our movie tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was a very quick text message. I wasn't sure which way you were going to swing. All right, let's see. Um, okay, now, so what are you guys watching, Nick? What do you What are you watching? I'm watching Below Deck. Oh, what? <laughs> is that is that the reality show where they're on the boat? Yes, I love this. Oh yeah, this is about like so the staffers. Much. They work on rich people's yachts, and it's about mm-hmm. their relationships, but also dealing with all the rich people that they work for, right? Yeah, and then the yeah. drama between the crew. It is a great reality show. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Hmm. And then I was just watching Dirty John, but it's the Betty version. Huh. I, I I'm watching it with my lady, so and it was with Christian Slater. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I'm not recommending it so far. Oh, I well now that I know Christian Slater's in, I'm in because I listened to the podcast Dirty John, and I know oh, they made okay. I know they made a TV series last year, but I hadn't seen it with Eric Bana. But um, yeah. yeah, now now Christian Slater's in it. It's okay so far. I'm going to give it two more episodes, and we'll do you, see. Do you know the story of Dirty John? <clears throat> no. Okay, so then stick. I mean, I can't vouch for the show, but I I can vouch for the podcast or the story. Um, if it's anything like that, I'd say stick with it. Uh, but okay. I don't know. I, I can't vouch for the show. Hmm. It's well, it's well produced and well made. USA does it. It's great so far. Yeah, Dave. What about you? What What are you watching this week? I've been watching a bunch of stuff, but um, I'll just try to focus on a couple things. Um, actually, it would make kind of a good double feature with uh, our movie tonight, or Samurai, even though they're not the same genre. Um, there's a new sh- There's a new movie on Amazon called The Vast of the Night, which is really good. Um, actually it has, uh, Nick would probably enjoy this. Um, it has, uh, in the middle, it has a, uh, one shot that rivals, um, true detective. Like it's, oh, it's insane. The, the, the season three one. Which, whichever one, uh, I know the season, first season, season one, one that has that has, season one, yeah. episode three. The yeah, long, it, there's a, yeah. there's a long shot. There's a one shot in there that rivals that. I don't know if oh. it was done with special effects <laughs> or what. But um, but the story itself is really good. It's about a an alien uh, signal that comes over the airwaves, and these two like it takes place in the 1950s. It's made to look like a Twilight Zoney type of movie or type of show. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth a watch. It's it's also like it takes place over one night, like our movie tonight, Der Samurai. Um, and then I've been watching a lot of Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> because of HBO Max, uh, I had to watch yeah, Fresh yeah. Prince and uh, HBO Max has the Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, oh, oh damn! And like we literally, me and my wife have been just binging Sign it. Sign up like, now. I think we're almost past the first season. <laughs> we're nearly past the first season. Sign uh, up when we get a code for them. Yeah, yeah. You, don't yeah, sign we, up. Yeah. We need their like, code. Uh, hold, hold on the signing up. Wait till <laughs> your binge watchers crew get a yeah. get a code yeah, for that. so we can give you a discount. Uh, Keep watching Shutter. We're not actively promoting a boycott, but you know what we want you to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I think we know what Adam's, what are you watching? Because he, he said he just watched Highway to Hell, unless there's another thing. What, well, no, I've been watching some other stuff. Uh, here's a recommendation for, for Dave, uh, specifically. It's on uh, Netflix. It's called Parasite with a Y. Is that the it's... anime one? <laughs> It is anime. It is the anime. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, watch it. Dave, watch it. Dave, no, watch it. I, but I've come across it. 
it's good. It's good. I read the manga a couple years ago, <laughs> and I put off watching the anime till this week, and, and uh, I, I forgot a lot of the main plot points from the manga and i got really excited at, at what they did with it and i thought it was a lot of fun I, I watched the whole thing in like two days and it was it was it's got fun ups and downs and um and i think dave will like it a lot uh the other thing <laughs> the other thing i watched was a western which was uh dario argento's uh first uh writing credit I think wow. it's his first, it might be his first credit period, but I don't know that for sure. But it's his first uh, thing that he wrote, and I guess he's like 20 years old. And um, it's called Cemeteries Without Crosses, and it's a it's like the good, the bad, and the ugly, but without the good. <laughs> so nice. so it, it, the story is very unpredictable. Where what's happening is uh, there's a lot of tension in it. I've never seen scenes where people are staring at each other, and it's communicating more in cinema language than this film. So it's a good reference point for some for people to check out. Um, cemeteries uh, over. I watch it on Prime. Cemeteries uh, without crosses. Is the name of the film, and I, I wanted it because I'm, I'm being a completist on uh, Dar, uh, Dario Argento. I just want to watch everything he made, and then I want to watch all the Giallo movies because this podcast has got me super excited about watching all that stuff. Well, you I should we're uh, I, watch one Argento in this uh, series, and I re- would recommend two more for you, D- uh, Adam. There's a show called Masters of Horror. Dario uh, Argento directed two episodes in that. Definitely okay. check them out. There's one called uh, Jennifer and one called Pelts. They're pretty cool. Nice. Jennifer is pretty good. Jennifer is pretty good. I haven't yeah. seen. I I've only seen a few of those Masters of Horror, but the ones I've seen, I really like. Yeah, there's some turkeys, and then there's some great ones. Well, sure. my favorite one of the ones I've seen was um, the, the the sick girl from the guy who did May and um, mm-hmm. and cigarette burn or cigarette burns. I think cigarette from John Carpenter, John Carpenter was good and. Dear Girl from John Landis wasn't too bad. That one was funny. Yeah. John, what wow. are you watching? I watched, uh, rewatched Alien vs. Predator, the extended cut, <laughs> the one where nice. they go down in the ice and yeah. it's some ancient ritual where the Predators have to wake up the aliens and, you know, it's basically their, I don't know, passage, you know, their rite of passage. They have to first duke it out with some aliens in a temple and then take off after that. Um, Some shit happens. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch anything great. I have a lot of stuff on my list to watch, but um, I watched That's My Boy. It's like a Adam Sandler movie, but it's where what's his name? Who who's on Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh, this- Adney Sandberg. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Sandberg's supposed to be his kid, but the whole thing is he plays uh, Sandler plays a guy named Donnie Berger who hooks up with this teacher in like junior high. Right? She goes to jail. He has to raise the kid, <laughs> and they're really fucked up. Like he gives the kid a tattoo. They get, it gets warped. It's like a new kid's on the block tattoo, so now he's an adult, so the tattoo's warped. Um, his uncle is Vanilla Ice. Like, it's great. It's, um, of the Sandler stuff, it's like in my top three. Um, wow. Yeah. That's the last Adam Sandler movie I've seen in a theater, actually. That one's pretty, it's pretty funny, man. If you go back and watch it, you'll laugh through the whole movie, I, especially if you're having I, a bad day. So I think the more time I haven't seen, I've only seen it once, but you, you're just talking about it now. I'm like, I think I liked it more than I did at the time because I'm having memories from that movie. Like the fucking <laughs> James Conn shows thing. up as a priest that gets into a fist fight with Andy Samberg. Like it's pretty good. 
So uh, wait till you're having a bad day and watch that, right? It's yeah, exactly. definitely like a yeah. it's definitely like a what about Bob kind of a movie where Yeah, it's that kind of comedy. Some guy comes and stirs yeah. up everything. Yeah. Um then I watched I also watched another one that he happened to be in it cuz my kid was watching it. Is that Pixels where they had oh. all the arcade uh, yeah. aliens show up from the 80s Yeah, and they... it should be called Voxels though because those anyway Voxels are three-dimensional space. Anyway, that's my two cents. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's going to ever blame an Adam Sandler movie for not getting something right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you guys thought Uh-oh. I was going to bring up some kind of Academy Award-winning movie. And there I'm goes like, the oh. Adam Sandler promo. I also watched the, uh, the Trumbo movie. You know, He's the guy that wrote Spartacus. He was on the Hollywood Blacklist. Hollywood 10, oh, you know, the Trumbo. communist writers in Hollywood. Um, yeah, Trumbo. That actually, are you talking the one with uh, John, um, Breaking Bad? Brian Cranston. Him. Yeah. Brian Cranston. Actually, that wasn't too bad of a movie. It was kind of by the book, but it was it was all right. And then, as we discussed earlier, I'm halfway through Shirley. I didn't finish it yet, but I'm halfway through it. What is that? A biopic on Shirley Temple's life? Oh, man. Where were you <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> we of the podcast? No, it's the Shirley Jackson horror <laughs> <laughs> film. Like... <laughs> Did you already forget? And oh, man. It's been a yeah, long hour did, this week. interrupt and cheer Jeez. earlier, okay? This was the oh, timing, man. okay? Boom, boom, boom. I think Adam's nicer when he's naked. Go back, bring naked Adam back, and then shirt Adam can just be later here. Okay. Yeah, he put on his shirt. Yeah. Like, we're all Skyping there. Yeah. Shirtly. Yeah. Oh, next week, Blood Diner. Blood Diner is supposed to be pretty entertaining from what I hear. I've so. seen, I've attempted to watch this movie three times, and not because of the quality of the movie, but every time it was late at night and I just fell asleep. So it, I, but I, hear, I hear so many or... good things. I've seen half of this movie, and half of it is interesting. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to having an excuse to actually watching the whole thing. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is that Dave is the jaded one, and he has to be forced to watch things, or he just doesn't watch them. Right? No, it's just that, you know, like, I've got a wall of DVDs. We've got endless amounts on streaming. So, like, sometimes if I don't get to it right away, I just don't get to it. Dude, I just Googled images for this movie. Holy hell, what are we watching next week? It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's even kind of fun from what I've seen. Like, so. what, yeah. You Google the images, like, what the hell? I don't even understand what's going to happen. I okay. don't even want to know anything Yeah, don't, about don't it. spoil don't, it. Don't, I would go into it completely blind. Yeah, hey, Nick, what did you say when your trailers. wife caught you watching the Der Samurai movie at the wrong time? Wait, what? <laughs> I said, what did your wife say when she walked in? I wonder what people say, like... Okay, like we have to review these movies, yeah. right? You ever wonder if somebody walks in the room at the wrong time when you're watching yeah. these movies? Uh, uh, you know, I had one experience. She woke up during Mandy, oh. and it was the naked uh. penis scene, and she was like, "What the <laughs> hell is this?" <laughs> and you're so like, "Don't worry, I'm doing it for time. work." <laughs> yeah. The worst time you could. So wake what up. Nick is admitting to here is that he pauses the movie, he w- he makes a noise <laughs> in the corner of the room, he unpauses yeah. the movie. <laughs> What are you watching every night? These are these weird things. Oh, this is uh, a different it's, one. It's for the podcast, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's for the podcast. Like, honey, it's about yeah. samurai. I'm like, I don't yeah. see a samurai sword yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. Is that the sword? Is that the sword? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I, sometimes I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs>